You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a content agency that helps you leverage the power of conversation to create and distribute the kind of authentic and original content you need to engage your audience and grow your business. Now, we've talked many times on this podcast about the value of podcasting as a content marketing strategy. And a big part of the value is using a podcast as a way to get to know people, specifically people who can help you grow your business, right? That could be prospects, potential referral partners, really anyone who might otherwise be kind of hard to get time with. But I think for those who aren't already doing this with podcasting, it might seem like, well, okay, how how exactly does this work? How do you get people to come on your show in the first place if they don't know you? What exactly do you talk about? And if you're not talking about your offering and and solution, then how exactly are you turning prospects into customers? Like, what is this whole strategy? How does it actually pay off in the long run? So, My guest today is here to help answer these questions and much more. She is Liat Kozuc, Field Marketing Lead at Hiro, an adaptive communications platform for enterprise brands and host and producer of Hiro's podcast, Patient Journey Pioneers. Liat, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. Uh, all the way from Israel, by the way. So it's what time is it by you? Like seven in the evening? It's about six, but I'm staying late in the office for you. No worries. Okay. Well, I doubly appreciate it. So let's just get right into it. So first, your podcast, Patient Journey Pioneers. Just a little bit, what is the show about? Sure. So Patient Journey Pioneers is a video podcast series, just like we're doing now. I actually use the same uh, platform as you do, Riverside. And we basically host top digital um, healthcare executives to share insights on the patient journey, mainly digital patient journeys. And they also share their insights and roadmaps for healthcare organizations who are really paving the way and bringing the patient journey to new heights. So whether it's strategies, challenges they're facing, ever-changing ecosystem and tech advancements, how are they really implementing all that into healthcare? So that's in a nutshell. Okay, very cool. And how long has the show been going at this point? I'd say about a year and a half now. Okay, awesome. And just give us like the basic logistics. Is it a weekly show? How often do you publish? How many episodes have you gotten out? Sure. So we're at our episode number 21, actually. And one big tip is to really set expectations beforehand, right? So it was very nice to know that I will be airing an episode once every two weeks, which gave me enough bandwidth to edit, even put out a teaser a week before each episode comes out. And it was a pretty manageable timeline. And so walk before you run is my first takeaway for, you know, getting this podcast um, up on air. So that was to your first question. Once every two weeks, we have an episode come out. It's our 21st episode coming up soon. I do want to do a wrap up of like the first 20 and our biggest insights, which is another way of repurposing your podcast content that you create and not just leave it as a podcast, but a reusable ongoing tool. Okay, very cool. Now, so take us back to why, how and why the company decided that, hey, let's do a podcast. That's going to be a valuable thing to do. And alongside that, kind of how you got involved with it and what kind of experience you brought to the project. Sure. So I'm actually, as field marketing lead, I oversee all of our events and participation at conferences, whether it's booths, offsite events, client events, webinars. And so podcasts really went right into that. While I was at a, an event called HIMSS, which is a 
very established healthcare conference last year, my boss and I were like, okay, it's time. Podcasts are very trendy. Let's hop on that wagon. But more so, the timing was perfect for us specifically as a company. Reason number one was we sensed that Hyro was uniquely positioned in the right field at the right time, actually, to establish ourselves as a thought leader. So thought leadership is goal number one. On one hand, everyone is buzzing about AI, generative AI, large language models, digital innovation in healthcare. They're hot topics. And Hyro happens to be at the forefront of all of that, right? Conversational AI, winning numerous awards in the space as the number one adaptive communications platform. So that was number one, like it was just timely. I wanted to establish Hyro even further as the go-to resource around a topic that people also need a lot of clarity around. And what better way than to have our clients and our champions who are leading this digital innovation in healthcare, give them a stage, give them the mic and help share their insights. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, as I said, I'm field marketing manager and I witnessed that all these events around Hyro's booth were already very heavily involved in a community that I really wanted to start creating and leading on our own. So we were making a lot of noise at the industry at this point, winning numerous awards, as I said. We were announcing very strategic partnerships with other companies. We were having face-to-face conversations with these you know, prospects and clients at these um, conferences about their aspirations, their challenges. And so this was like time to really lead the way and create a community. Lastly, the way we did that was really by having our pioneers, which is the beauty of our title, Patient Journey Pioneers, Um, putting them on the forefront as pioneering, but paving the way for the um, digital patient journey. And so they really helped us uh, with that. If I may give another tip, the third reason, and I'll end my spiel with this, is expanding our brand awareness and reach, of course. So our guests are one of the strongest um, aspects of Patient Journey Pioneers is the guests that we're able to get on. It's really, it's been amazing to see who I was able to get on and who are now actually friends You'd be surprised how much of a friendship you can cultivate just by recording an episode with someone who sales has been trying to get for a long time or what have you. And so these folks who are hopping on have peers and they're all attending the same summits and they're in the same think tank sessions and they're at the same conferences and they're keynote speakers and they have friends who I then ask to nominate. Right. So at the end of each episode, I ask each guest to nominate. Who do you think is making waves in the space? Who is leading mm. innovation and who should hop on? So that's another tip to easily recruit, you know, top-notch um, and renowned speakers. Okay, great. So you guys decided, all right, we're already having these conversations with our, our audience. Let's capture them, right? Let's record it and create content with them and mm-hmm. for all the reasons that you just said. So how did you end up being the producer and host of this show? Did you bring any of that kind of experience with you? Actually, funny story, during COVID, I was working for my father's company as also head of conference department. We were running in-person events in Las Vegas, and the upcoming annual event called the NAB Show was about to happen, and then COVID hit. And we had about 12 tracks going on for five days, 12 different rooms, like a crazy production, COVID hits. We were forced to pivot, and really, to be honest, one of the first people in the industry to to learn how to pivot from in-person to virtual. And from my tiny apartment in Manhattan, I learned how to share screen on Zoom, how to teach 70 speakers to share their screen on Zoom, because at that time it was like, what are we doing here? And I was really able to cultivate this community online. We were having happy hours at the end of each day. I was ordering wine bottles to my apartment and cheersing with a thousand other small faces on the screen. And people really felt a sense of belonging. And so there was that experience that I had and also my outgoing attitude. 
with Hiro, I was at an event last year, as I mentioned, Hims, and my manager had said, who should be our first guest? And so I couldn't help but think of the biggest star at that time until today, Ed Marks um, in digital healthcare. He's a best-selling author. He was the CIO at Cleveland Clinic. Everyone knows that name. He's a rock star. And so I was like, hey, how am I going to get him? And so I look across the booths and I see him right there signing books like literally doing a book signing. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it, which is another tip for people who are just like getting the podcast off the ground is just to jump in the waters, right? Don't be so intimidated. So I'm waiting online on the, to get next in line, the book signing. And then I introduce myself and I say, hey, Ed, you're a rock star. I know you probably get these every day, but my name's Liat. I'm from Hiro. We're in the conversational AI in healthcare space. What better guest than to have you on as our first one? Would you be willing? And this guy was just still till today is a good friend, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He said, sure, message me on LinkedIn. And so I did. Mm. We took a selfie, which is another way to really cultivate connection and have people remember you. Got my book signed by him till today. It's on my desk. And he was our first guest. Wow. That's a great example of how even if your podcast doesn't even exist yet, you haven't published a single episode, you can reach out to the number one rock star in your industry. And there's a damn good chance they're going to be like, sure. And in a second, I want to get your take on psychologically how that works. Why are you able to get this super rock star guy who doesn't know you and anything? But in any case, just to go back to you and your specific involvement. So if I'm hearing you, it sounds like due to circumstance with COVID, you had to learn how on the fly how to do not exactly in podcasting, maybe, but something adjacent to it, do stuff online and then engage with people through Zoom, which is a short step towards let's have a conversation and record it on Zoom. Right. And then okay, there's, let me learn some tools of how to edit that material and video and audio and so on. So did you just take it upon yourself to DIY it and learn those skills? And you're like, I can do it. Yes. And I have a very big passion. I mean, I do believe very much in Hiro. I know I'm biased, but I do. Mm -hmm. And I love representing Hiro to the world, whether it's at our booths as part of my job as field marketing at conferences, and I'm meeting people anyway, face to face. And so that mix of offline, online, see you on Zoom, and then Jeremy, I may give you a big hug at the next conference that I see you at. I felt that I was the right person to cultivate this project. And Mm. I guess organization skills, because you got to be like very down the details and tracking every episode, making sure you tick things off. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And it's like, Maybe have it, being in charge of conferences, that's a very like people focused thing yeah. and like engaging people and drawing them out. So that's I can see how the skills you have to, to be good at that would lend themselves to being a good podcast host, too. And it's learning how to learn. Right. Because I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, what's Riverside? Yeah. How do I edit? Suddenly I was speaking to and it really is learning how to learn because you Uh, use your existing connections with previous colleagues even, or on the previous conference that I produced, we had a whole podcasting track. So I reached out to Frederick, who's an amazing podcaster and has been doing this for years. And I'm like, how do I set up my studio best? And YouTube and realizing that Descript is something that exists, which is a great Mm -hmm. platform for everyone to know, where you could just create audiograms and use AI to transcribe an entire episode and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Descript definitely is a, is a game yes, changer shout out. for sure. For sure. Shout out. Well, let me ask you this. What strategically, what role does the podcast play in your marketing lineup? First of all, I got to be honest. That's what we're here for. I love telling the sales team when they're in discussions with middle funnel or certain accounts that we're targeting. I love saying, 
that guy was on the podcast. You should mention that. They know Hiro. We've cultivated this connection. And I love the fact that the podcast speaks to people about Hiro, but from a non-salesy or non-pushy angle. Yeah. And just really, we're there to provide valuable content for the audience. So I'm sorry, I may have forgotten your question and gone off track. <laughs> well, I can sort of derive the answer from it. So I was asking about what's the strategy what does the podcast add to your marketing lineup? And I think and it's something I alluded to in my little spiel to open the episode, but it sounds like it's primarily, not only, but primarily a way to to get relationships with people, right? Get like relationships prospects. with people. Yep. Yeah, right. Get time with them that, that otherwise might be really hard to get. Like that guy you mentioned who's a rock star. Mm-hmm. All it took was hey, you want to be on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. And then he referred, right. And then he nominated a peer who's also just like way up there, rock star. And then that peer knows us and hey, Leah, and I gave him a conference and then I connected him to our sales team because he really did want to know about automating prescription refills. And that's what they were looking for. And it was so elegantly put together. So, and right. And the podcast just made it very easy for you to offer an invitation and a, a very appealing invitation. And you got a yes. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, cool. I'm getting to know this guy who's like a very valuable person to know, right? So, but let's address that because I think a lot of people might hesitate and be like, well, okay, in theory, I get it. But, you know, a podcast no one's ever heard of that's brand new. Maybe we haven't even started it yet. How are we going to get people to come on this thing? Mm-hmm. So like, why do you think people say yes? How does that work? Number one is, again, the nomination strategy that I really think works well and people should use. As I mentioned, after each episode, I have folks nominate their peer or whoever they think is making waves in the space. And then I use that kind of soundbite or I use just the name of the guest to say, hey, you know, Ed said that you'd be a great rock star for our next um, Patient Journey Pioneer episode. Another thing is to very briefly explain what your episode is about and to show them what value it can bring. So if I'm speaking to a um, director of digital transformation at a huge healthcare organization, this is their chance to highlight what their recent projects are and showing why they're cutting edge and why they're like leading the way in digital innovation. And so I see it as a very big win um, for them. I love using previous guests because as I said, it's kudos to the guests that we have on who really make it a credible podcast. So these are people who are very known. They're keynote speakers. They're at conferences. And so they're known names. And I say, hey, Craig, Ed, and Zaffer were on the podcast. Why don't you join as well? I also do some research. This is the fourth tip. I do some research before reaching out. And if there's a certain award that they had just won, I like to personally reach out LinkedIn and say, congrats, would you be willing to hop on the pod just for Mm -hmm. about 25 minutes? You got to understand these people are busy. So minimize the amount of homework that you put on to them, do most of the homework and say, would you like to hop on? I'd love to hear about your strategies, your who, what, when, where, why, and that the rest of the community would love to learn from. Yeah. And so, and do you think people say yes? Is it just simply because generally people like the opportunity to talk about themselves and what they do? I think so. I think so. And I think, I guess in healthcare, and we were also doing a podcast in real estate, people love to give back to the community. And healthcare is a very intricate sea of, as I mentioned, precautions, protocols. They have to keep up with patients' digital demands, but also stay in line with everything healthcare. They love to give back. And yeah, it's honestly a great stage. And once you show a nice framework of like, here's who was on the podcast last time, here's an example of an episode. We'd love to have you on and keep it short. 
I think they're willing to give 25 minutes of their time. Yeah. Right. So it's a combination of the people who like to give back and, but also for their own purposes, right? It's an opportunity to demonstrate their expertise. And it's just, it's not a huge lift to be a guest on a podcast, right? right. As long as it's a good fit topically, you just need to show up. And as long as you trust the host, you just need to show up and be yourself and have a good conversation. That's a Absolutely. pretty pleasant way to spend 25 minutes, half an hour, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So now, again, the strategy here, because we do the same thing, so I'm well aware of the strategy. One crucial part of it is you can't, it can't be a bait and switch, right? It can't be like, come on my podcast, and then you spend the whole time trying to pitch them on something or talk about your solution, right? It's, you can't do that. Nope. In fact, you really don't want to mention it at all. And, you sh and instead, you're shining the spotlight on the guest. It's all mm -hmm. about them and what they do and all that stuff. Okay, I think that's pretty clear, except, again, there might be some listeners who are like, okay, but isn't the whole point of this to drive revenue? Like, it is marketing, right? Like, where does our stuff come into this? So how does that work? If you're just talking about the guest and their thing, what is the benefit marketing-wise to you? So as I mentioned, brand awareness, you're already putting Hiro in their minds and they already know when you suddenly explain what Hiro is. I always like to give like a quick intro of like, just so you know, this is what Hiro is and this is why you're on the yeah. podcast and this is what we're leading. And this is what our expertise is in. We're in conversational AI and healthcare. And so we help organizations like yours. And then I say, but that's not the purpose of this episode. I just wanted you to get the context. That's an elegant way of planting that seed in their minds and mm -hmm. And I even had a moment where I was in the middle of a, an episode and I was hearing from a CIO of a large healthcare organization who was actually working with one of our competitors. And of course, much respect to everyone around and we're not trying to, but um, I was hearing that he was missing a certain feature that Hiro does offer. Mm. And so I said, by the way, this is totally offline, but if I may, I just wanted to interest you that Hiro does that. And so it brings a lot of value to I don't know, for example, automate prescription refills, which is something that you're looking to do and you're just not, you can't do that yet. So not for now, but just so you know, I can put you in touch with, and he was like all for it. He was like, yeah, when we're done with yeah. this, connect me, I'd be happy to hear. And this is something that's now in the talks. And so yeah. kind of get those hints from the episode and, and I try to do it very gently. That's it, right? I mean, that's it. I the stop whole, there. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially the strategy. Right. So it's a way of looking for opportunities to organically to like organically bring up something like that. Yeah. But and it's you... more thought leadership. I got to be honest. It's more thought leadership, top of funnel brand awareness. Maybe yeah. he'll refer us to a friend or a peer looking for a solution like ours. But I don't expect more than that. I, I also radiate that I don't expect anything. Yeah, sure. Like if you have to rank the goals or the value, it's number one, just getting time with these people who you want to get to know and learning all about them and what mm -hmm. makes them tick. And then the outcome is like good thought leadership content, mm -hmm. right? That you get through conversation with these smart people. But then also, and I, I totally get that's a good way to think about it. But also, if you're doing it the right way, like very strategically, subtly, in the conversation, you are listening for those moments when you're yeah. like, oh, okay, they mentioned that. We actually do that. 
it's an opening to bring it up in a way that's not right in their face, right? It that's is, not but pushing. that was really the only time. And I got to say, I was like, okay, let's not push it. What I do though, is I extract lessons learned from an episode when I'm literally asking, like, it's so easy to get insights from these people. When I ask, when you're sifting through solutions such as Hyrule, but not even any conversational AI platform, what is it that you're looking for? How do you measure success? What are the criteria yeah. that you sift through to really choose a solution? Because there's so many, and I'm sure you're so bombarded. And when they tell me this, I don't pitch Hyro. I tell my team on Slack, this is yeah. what they're looking for. And this is how they make these decisions to actually invest in a certain digital solution. Yeah. So you're doing, essentially, you're doing pretty good market <laughs> research there, yeah. right? You're getting directly from a yeah. top prospect exactly what they're looking for. And that's just gold. While right? providing like, such good, if I may, lessons learned from their war stories as like this, yeah. their role is pretty difficult. They have a lot to keep up with in healthcare. And so we're providing lessons for listeners and hopefully it makes an impact. It's a win for everybody. Exactly. Right? But again, podcasting like for is a win-win. Yeah. And again, for your marketing, what better way to like fine tune your messaging than to hear directly from your audience exactly yeah. what they're looking for? What are your pain points? Yeah. What have you been dealing they're telling, with lately? All you have to do is ask and they'll tell you. Exactly. And it's in a podcast, again, is a, a convenient and just efficient way to make that happen alongside all the other good things that you can do with it. And right? then they're getting this highlight on social media and they're getting all this yeah. promotion and buzz and we create beautiful assets around their headshots and give it a nice title. And that's putting their organization really on the cutting edge. And so win-win for all, as you said. Yeah, for sure. So, so once you've gone through that process, right? You invite the folks, they come, you have a great conversation, you're building this relationship and learning all about them. Then when that's done, mm -hmm. what comes next? I'll say obviously, because again, I do the same thing. So I know <laughs> part of it is then you publish the thing and then you, and then you let them know, right? You share, share everything with them. And, but what about how, so now you've built, you started a relationship. Mm -hmm. How do you follow up? How do you keep that sort of alive as a valuable thing once the, the whole podcasting process is done with a particular guest? So I'm an open person. So an example is pictures from the wedding that I told them about, right? So I was telling them before we started recording, I'm getting married soon. And then we have a nice conversation. And at the end, I send them a thank you email, which by the way, is a column in my speaking episode tracker, because you can't remember everything, especially when you dive deep into editing mode or summarizing mode right after an episode wraps yeah. up while it's fresh in your mind. So that's a column that I have with a checkbox. So we'll talk about that later if you want to know best practices on organization. But I'll follow up and say, thanks so much. I took a selfie with them or thumbs up selfie. And then I write, I'll share pictures with you once I get married. And then I touch base and I say, hey, just wanted to share these wedding pictures and they become true friends. Or another yeah. example I have is I'm a McKinsey alumni. And so one of my previous guests was is also at McKinsey right now. And we had a great conversation and we're friends now. And I was building a huge booth for one of our conferences. And I really wanted to just run my idea and messaging by someone who gets it, who gets marketing, digital yeah. innovation and healthcare and how to speak to our ICPs. So I asked her for 10 minutes of her time we got on a call. I was like raw and genuine about it. And I was like, what do you think about this messaging? We worked through it. And honestly, that brought us to a really great tagline that we used that everyone got. And I was just like, thanks so much. Maybe I'll send her like a cute monkey to her homes to give to her dog or kid. And that's just how you and then I see her at an event. And that's how you really cultivate these ongoing relationships. Yeah, I love that, right? All you need is just that one first interaction, right to open the door. And then 
your friends, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's really just up to you to keep in touch in a friendly way so that when that person maybe is in the market, right? And whenever that might be, that you want them to remember you, right? Not and only that, like our, yeah, our CEO and CIO co-founders are attending an event next week, which is a small boutique event. And I just realized like two out of the 40 guests were on the pod. So I just wrote a note to my mm. CEO and I was like, by the way, Zaffer and Craig were literally like guests uh, a few weeks ago. And so feel free to talk to them and they know Hiro. And that's just how you slowly really become like involved in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of other moving parts and pieces to this, right? That like actually producing the content and how, mm -hmm. and how editing works and all that. But we're not going to get into it right now because that's like a whole other topic. And, and I'd be glad to have you back on the show to talk about it. So just for right now, let's a takeaway for our listeners, for anyone listening who's maybe thought about podcasting or their companies, should we, shouldn't we, I don't know. What's your advice to them? Mm -hmm. I would say, number one, define your purpose. Make sure you're not doing a podcast just to say that you're doing a podcast because it does mm. call for some ownership and kind of owning up to that purpose. So what is it for? Who is it for? What is your title going to be? Make sure that your title makes sense and tells the story right away. Have a one kind of one liner that my VP marketing is so good at writing uh, just to get the message across of what the value is that you'll be getting from this podcast. I would say create realistic expectations and a well-defined timeline because it takes months to get a podcast going if you really want to do it the right way. The design team, I'm so lucky to be surrounded by creative professionals who do not compromise on quality. There was like my marketing design, she was like, hey, we're going to have brainstorming sessions and a few of them all around the logo. And I didn't realize like the significance of having visual tell your story, visual mm -hmm. assets telling your story. And so Patient Journey Pioneers is a great title, but what about the logo? What about the colors? And so yeah. her idea involving mountains in our visual language on the episode landing page, you have a small dimension to use on Spotify. And I know they're all pretty small dimensions to get the picture across, no pun intended. And it, it really did that. It makes you understand that these are patient journey pioneers looking into the horizon, climbing the mountain, going through these challenges, leading the way, leading the path. And so I'd say surround yourself with creative professionals who can help you. Lastly, what can I say? Use offline and online as your best friend. So when I say offline, I mean in-person events. You know, I was at Becker's Healthcare, which is also a very established industry conference. And I had touched base with some of my guests to recruit them. And I actually invited them over to the booth and I was like, sit down for a sec. I just, I'm starting a podcast. I really want to know what, if you think these questions actually make sense. Do you think this will really interest listeners who are like you? Like, I want you to be my listener. Does this question make sense? And then they were like a guest and I could just easily on the episode be like, I had such a great time with you at Becker's. Now let's talk strategy. So yeah. those are some of my tips. Okay. Excellent. Well, final question. How can people connect with you? Anytime on LinkedIn, I'm happy to help. I actually love walking people through the process of A, B, C, D, what, how to actually start the whole editing. We could do it, an episode about it as well. I'm happy to because um, I wouldn't want people falling into the, the holes that I fell into. I could save them from that. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, we'll put a, a bunch of links in the show notes to your LinkedIn, to the podcast, and to Hiro as well. Yep. So, Liat, thank you so much. In Hebrew, we say todagaba. Todagaba. Okay, thanks again. Talk soon. 
That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.